It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. One, two, three. Four. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Who want a vocal booth in this disnudio? Busting raps. With some gold on my body. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Today we have a very special guest. We are tailgating with chairgating. We have rattlesnake. You like that rattlesnake? Were you thinking of that the whole time? Were you like, I'm going to say this? I thought of it yesterday. That's so good. I like it. And I was like, I can't forget. I should have just said it was in the moment, but I was like, I can't forget this. It's perfect. (laughs) But we have rattlesnake from chairgating podcast don't ask why that's his name just accept it it's rattlesnake just accept it yeah how you doing today bud doing awesome excited to talk college football i've been trying to get on your show forever apparently it's like i need a vip pass to get on this thing because <laughs> my podcast for anyone listening is about nascar and i'm sure anyone listening is not a nascar fan that's fine but my other favorite sport is college football and i love talking college football and my wife is getting really annoyed of me just talking about college football nonstop. that's right well Another way to get on faster is I'm on my phone. I'm logged on to my Twitter. So the notifications mm, from the yep. tailgate Twitter don't pop up. That so I'll smarter. see them like two hours later. I'm like, why? Although you did do that too. <laughs> and then I stupidly responded from the tailgate. From the, yeah. <laughs> so that's on me. I'm an idiot for just responding to that one. That's uh, all good. I'm just happy to be on. But, and also as always, we're here with my redheaded companion, Kiernan. How you doing today, bud? Doing fucking fantastic. The red hair is looking great. Luxurious, you know. Got the light above it capturing each yeah, hair. Really. It looks perfectly. like a halo coming off your head. It's beautiful right now. <laughs> Seriously, that is weird. <laughs> so speaking of red hair and the Irish, uh, before we get into anything else, do you guys see some people are saying the the Notre Dame fighting Irish is offensive? No way. Oh I that was my God. Irish, the Irish I... aren't saying that. I have so much for this. I have so much for this. And he goes, and it's the same thing with Lucky Charms. You don't hear the Irish complaining because we don't fucking care. Yeah, you know, I was actually, I'm friends with somebody from Ireland. He was living here in Austin, uh, one of my really good friends. And we were joking about this, about, you know, the cultural appropriation with mascots. and, And we joked about the Irish thing. And he just thought that was hilarious. Obviously, Irish people do not care about this doesn't make them look bad i don't know you can also say i one of my buddies is i like 100 irish he's from america but like his ancestor and he he's like you can call me whatever you want you can call me a mick call me a drunk patty bass i do not care <laughs> so why is fighting irish such an issue i guess because they get drunk and fight maybe is that the so the stereotype is that they're drunkards and they you know it's passed down from you know uh when all the immigration happened during the fa- uh, the blight of eighteen, yeah, the yep. of eighteen forty eight, and they would all come over here. And there was the Irish need not apply, and so they had nothing else to do except booze was cheap, so they got drunk Sounds in bars fun. and they Sounds fought. Fun. Right? I mean that that's what happened, right? Uh, but the the 
to be honest, the Irish just like, eh, I mean, they've got a point. We did it in the past, <laughs> you know, and even, and even if it isn't true, it's one of those things. Like, again, we just, we don't, we, we have too thick of skin for that to be the can't, thing that uh, You can't culturally offend white people, unfortunately. Oh, yes. We are that's not easily uh, culturally offended. Um, what was that stand-up bit about, like, the worst word to call a white person is racist? Yeah. So, I mean, I know, but I just, yeah, um, it's not going to work, man. We're, we're not offended by things. Well, there's a, one, the Irish stereotype. Conor McGregor's keeping that alive and well. I'm proud of him for that. Yeah. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. People were trying to say that the word Karen I've was seen that. just oh, as yeah. bad as the N word. And to take <laughs> oh, no, a quote from John no, Mulaney, it it's the white woman equivalent of the N word. And to take a quote from John Mulaney, and that's what the headline was that she said, Karen is like the N word does. John Mulaney said, no, no, it's not. How do I know that? Because we're saying one of the words. We're not even right. saying what the you other had, word you just is. just say so, what the other word starts with. Yeah. That's the most privileged, annoying shit I've ever heard in my life. It's a very middle-aged white woman thing to do, isn't it? Oh, uh, it like, is. you're complaining about something used mockingly for, <laughs> like, four years now? And comparing it to something that was used for hundreds of years to oppress a group. And you're comparing the two. I mean, it's just, it sounds like a South Park bit. It sounds like an episode from South Park. Yeah, seriously. They're like, group. Uh, I think South Park said it, uh, SNL has also said it, and The Onion has done stuff on Like, we don't know what to write now, because everything we would right. write satirically is <laughs> happening. We don't know oh, what man. to make jokes about now. <laughs> yeah, that's the world we're living in. It's uh, it's funny. It's just funny. and I guarantee you, the, the fighting Irish name will not change. It's going to be the one thing that just like stands out. Why and... would they? If you're giving into like the hundred people on Twitter, come on. Yeah, I feel like this no, pops it's... up every like two or three years. So they're like, oh, the fighting Irish name is offensive, and then the Irish go, no, it's not, and then people <laughs> move on. Then they forget, and then they bring it up again later, hoping that someone changed their mind. I don't even know what they're trying to, like, gain from it. Notre Dame has a lot more issues that they need to focus on yeah, than the name seriously. of their team. <laughs> Join a conference gonna, already. What are you doing? If, <laughs> if you're going to boil down Notre Dame's problems, the name is the last yeah. thing. Oh, we're technically hurt. part of the ACC. Yeah, and everything that doesn't make all your money. Okay. <laughs> I, I hate Notre Dame for that one, well, a lot of reasons, but also mainly that one reason. Like, it, I feel like the Notre Dame fan doing... base is probably insufferable. I never deal with them here in Texas, like ever. I don't think I've ever met a Notre Dame fan. I've seen a lot of Michigan fans in Texas lately, which is kind of annoying, um, but never met a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, you're probably a little too far away to, to have yeah. for them to have an impact. Yeah. We've been just... I, covered with michigan lately though that's weird yeah not a I fan of that deal with them <laughs> on twitter because whenever alabama wins anything like oh notre dame is better first off no they're not <laughs> no. <We've seen> that. <laughs> the last few times notre dame has made whatever postseason iteration there is also i don't get why notre dame is still this prestigious football team they haven't won shit in 
30 years. It's their TV deal. It's the TV deal. I think that's like legit. That's the only reason anybody cares is because there's money behind the program with the TV deal. So I, I imagine that's the only reason. I don't know. I think it's also a lot of people, a lot of Catholics like them. Yeah, I could see that. Just, like Mormons with BYU, they just, yeah, you have yeah, like a like, religion oh, as a fan university. base. Now, it's weird, though, that a lot of Catholics like Notre Dame when the church backs Penn State. But I don't know. I just don't get it because there's a lot of Notre Dame fans in Massachusetts, too. Um, also, Lou Holtz is an overrated coach. He won one national championship. Uh, man is also mm. impossible to understand even before he got an old age. I've watched all <laughs> yeah. the I have no idea what he's saying. Uh, it's not in a weird uh. way like Coach O. Like Coach O, it's funny because he has that cage right. accent. Like Lou Holtz just mumbles constantly. I think he's trying to speak, but he just can't. I think he's hilarious. I love listening to him because it's so funny. Kind of like what the Coach O thing. It's just comical. Uh, that it maybe I don't know. It could just be I really just don't like Notre Dame whatsoever. And I, I think it's them. your Notre Dame bias bleeding into this conversation. Yeah, well, like I said, I, I, I don't deal with them ever. I have no idea what their fans are like. I, I don't have an issue with Notre Dame, the football team. In the same way, I don't have an issue with the U. In, as a football team, they're irrelevant now. Right. Yeah, they might have a good season here or there. They might have some good players, but they're not winning a national championship. So. I don't care that much. I hate their fans because they're like every year. Oh, Notre Dame's going to win this year. No, they're not. I mean, if we're going to go down this rabbit hole, uh, Michigan, Tennessee, UT, and that's UT Texas because I'm in Texas, not UT Tennessee. Um, those fan bases are all like that because they were good at one point and they love to remind you that any given year they might be back and they're just not. <laughs> uh, that's true. The- the Texas's back memes are hysterical. <laughs> all my friends, like all my best friends went to UT and um, they hate it because they, I, I was watching that game with them. And when he said that, I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this just screwed the rest of your uh, next season. Longhorn nation. We're back. And Tennessee is the school. Like it's just sad. Honestly. And you're like, oh, we're back. Like, we're back. Why? You're going to go like three and ten. You can't even get past Kentucky in your own division at this point. Calm down, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Um, also, one quick thing. Peyton Manning never won a national championship or the SEC in his time in college. So shut the fuck up, volunteers. All right. Yeah, that it's is the wild. Pac-12 <laughs> slash, they wanted Addy the year after he left. Which right, I the love. year after. I love it. Insane. But anyway, it's the Pac-12 slash Group of Five preview. We have some breaking news, not breaking, but it's broken this week. So we're just going to jump into the biggest news of the week, I guess. Um, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 announced an alliance to stabilize the current current environment. It's basically going to be working together on TV deals, scheduling agreements going forward. I assume once the college football playoff voting rolls around, whoever's the best team out of those three conferences, all of the ADs and voters from those conferences will vote for them to get them in, even if it's like a three-loss Michigan team or something, if Ohio State falls off. but And two of them, it didn't say two, who which two. 
uh, said it was because ESPN has too much power. That's why they're doing this. I can respect um, that part of it, at least. I think ESPN does have too much power. Yeah, it also might have opinion, though. It's the softest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, ESPN did you has see too that? much power, debt good. Did you see that video of the Avengers? <laughs> the uh, Avengers <laughs> assembling against the SEC? That <laughs> summed it up perfectly. It's just a desperate attempt to stay relevant while the SEC just marches on. Uh, because the SEC is doing everything right. They've been expanding and getting good programs the entire time, while every other conference is like, I don't know if we should expand yet or not. I don't know. We need to talk to ESPN about our TV deal. SEC's like, we don't care. We're Here's some good programs. We're going to pick them up. I mean, Mizzou maybe not be great, but you know what I mean. Hey, Mizzou made the SEC championship the, the second year in the SEC. Yeah, <laughs> the second year. Right, so right. they were good when they came in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a big school. It dominates their state. It's uh, regionally accurate. I get it. Uh, it's just, you know, all these, uh, the Big 12, for instance, when, you know, what, like six years, seven years ago now, maybe, uh, when they were teasing, expanding the conference and all those American schools were submitting applications and, you know, everything. And at the very last second, they're like, actually, um, our TV deal will get worse if we expand. So we're not expanding. And then UT, you, know, you were like, all right, peace. That's what's going to happen to all of them. I would love it if the Big 12 doesn't expand. If they go, you well, know what? I we mean, don't need Oklahoma and Texas. Well, they have well, to expand he, now. They have eight eight schools without. No, 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 no. Because here, here's the thing, right? Kevin and I, Kevin and I discussed this, and I'm going to go back to you know two weeks ago, Kevin. The, the Big 12 is done. They're they're not going to survive. This. Well, if none if, of the other conferences expand, they have to do well, something. Well, because well, here's the thing, right? With this, you know, quote unquote alliance, alliance forming, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Rebel Alliance against the <laughs> Empire of the SEC. Um, with this alliance forming, it's it's they're covering their own asses because they're like, oh, we already know that the SEC is gonna. They're already far ahead. They're expanding farther. So this is our. I don't want to say power grab because that's not really what this is. It's a saving their asses. Desperate to, in attempt order... to survive. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. It's, it's, it's kind of this, you know, the big 10 could probably make the big 10 the on one that own. could, yeah, try to could make it on its own. Schools, yeah. But, but what it's doing is saying, well, we're, we're really close or we can, you know, combine sort of with the ACC and, you know, with the, new television deals on the West coast. We're going to get a bigger audience and things like that. So they're seeing this as their attempt to rival the overall uh, consumption of their sport, you know, countrywide instead of a localized Southern area. Right. Which... Cause you also have to remember it's, I mean, it's not all about, you know, competitiveness when you're expanding or scheduling things. UT is not really relevant in terms of competitiveness, let's be real. They're a middle tier program right now, and they have been for a long time. But what they do bring is a shit ton of money. And I don't know if I can cuss on this. Sorry. But a lot, a lot of uh, yeah, fans, you can. Go fucking <laughs> shit ton of motherfucking fans and a shit ton of motherfucking money. Uh, and that's what matters. So, like, you know, there's there are programs in each of those three conferences that can bring you that kind of money. Florida State. They sucked, uh, but they will still bring you a shit ton of money and fans, stuff like that. It's also with this alliance, one thing I, I'm curious if it's 
the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC all kind of went, the Big 12's not worth it to bring in anymore. They lost their two biggest moneymakers. Or, and this is why I'm cons- not concerned, why I'm thinking they might not get It potentially could have been the Big 12's hubris. Like, we've been a, we've had good schools before. We're, we'll have good schools again. We don't need to join this alliance. I disagree because uh, Texas Tech is desperate to join the Pac-12. Desperate. Like, every single Tech fan I know and people that work in that program, they are desperate. Go on Twitter. Any time you see a Texas Tech person replying to anything, it's the Pac-12. And they're like, come, you know, pick us up, us in Oklahoma State. So I don't think it's that. I think um, the Pac-12 is the conference that has been teasing an expansion for probably longer than the Big 12. If you remember that kind of, that's the reason that there was a lot of uh, disrupt in the Big 12 originally. UT rumored that they were going to join the Pac-12 with Oklahoma a long time ago. And because of that, it shook everything up. Colorado left, Nebraska left. And then that led to A&M leaving and Mizzou leaving. So the Pac-12 has been teasing an expansion for, I mean, I don't know, like 12 years? Probably. It's probably been that long. It's been a while, and I think that will make it easier for them to get teams. Because if you're going to expand, there's two reasons for doing it. One, you're doing very well, and you think bringing in more teams will bring you more money. Or you're doing very badly, and you need to bring in teams. Right. Yes. And the yeah. Pac-12 is one of those teams, like, they, they're not doing great, but they're doing okay enough. They're the they are always the fifth Power 5 conference, but they're not in danger of folding. The Big 12 is in danger of folding now. Right. But I mean, and and at the time, USC was crushing it. And so, you know, picking up UT in Oklahoma is a win for any conference. And they teased it then and they missed the boat and they didn't make the moves that they needed to. And I think they're doing the exact same thing now. And, you know, as y'all mentioned earlier, it's almost like a last ditch effort just to survive. Whereas I think a stronger move would have been maybe a bigger alliance and bring in um, you know, top Big 12 programs or something like that. I mean, let some of the smaller ones fold down. But I just feel like there's a lot left on the table with the Big 12, really competitive programs that no one's taking advantage of right now. That's right. I mean, really, it doesn't matter. The national champions either going to come out of the SEC or beat Clemson <laughs> for the yeah. next, like, five years. So You don't think Ohio State will be there? No. They're done? I don't think they're done. They're going to make the playoffs. They'll probably make a couple more national championships. But I think Ohio State's team last year is the best Ohio State's team we've seen since 2014 and the best team we'll see in a while. And it took six, seven years for them to get another team good enough to make the national championship. You saw what Alabama did to them. They got smacked around. So I, I don't think Ohio State will win a national championship in the current configuration of college football. I don't know about that. Things change. I mean, I don't know. That seems like a stretch. Maybe they won't win one, you know, in the next five years, but when you get another recruiting class in and they have a lot of money, you can pay players. Now any school with a lot of money has a solid chance. They can't pay players. They can get sponsorship deals. Well, the boosters, that you have, right? I mean, the people that were already paying the players can just openly pay them now. And now in a sponsorship deal for the Alabama campus store, Bryce Young signed a $10 million endorsement deal. Yeah. 10 million. So do we have no, to call that, him? That, the- that's what it's going to come to though. Like 
Oh. It'll be campus businesses like the bookstore or hell, a random college in the campus. Like, oh, the Ohio State College of Communication signed an endorsement deal with CJ Stroud for $500,000. Can the school do it like that, though? Because that's part Probably of the school. Probably not, but it will happen yeah. eventually. No, what it'll be is some local restaurant that randomly has millions of dollars to donate to somebody. And the you know the feds are going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've seen yeah. you. What's going yeah, on you're, here? You're a breakfast oh, diner, I, not, a, not a steakhouse. <laughs> right. Yep. I need some booster to buy Ramajamas in Tuscaloosa, which it's right next to the stadium. It's like this breakfast place. Really oh, good food. There. Yes. It's so good. Uh, I need some booster to buy it and give, like, John Mechie $5 million to do a 30-second commercial. I mean, if anything, they'll just funnel the money through anyway, right? They don't even have to buy it. They'll just say, like, hey, we're donating this money, but you have to give it to this player. That's the shit they've been doing this whole time, though. Let's be real. Yeah, it's it's a gift. It's not a (laughs) big quotation marks. It's a a generous handout to... uh, to our best player. Whenever someone you say like, oh, Alabama's playing their players, like look at all the new charges their players get. It's like the U.S. military over there. I I used to defend it. I, and the joke there is when people sign up for the military, they buy a charger immediately. That's the stereotype. Oh, yeah, because they have the right, signing gotcha. bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Cannon looked very confused. Uh, I, I didn't I used get to it for defend a it, say like, no, they don't. Like they definitely don't. No, they all pay their players. Yes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. Yeah, it's just about if you have enough money to not get caught. Yeah, it, I think it's weird. Like, LSU attacks Alabama. Like, oh, you're paying your players. So are you. What, right. What's the issue? Except the only difference is LSU is stealing the money from a hospital to pay their players. But <laughs> Well, that's just the state of Louisiana, baby. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Um, also, do you guys want a little insight into how all these players are getting new cars? Well, sure, now yeah. how they are or previously Not now, we weren't before, supposed to. Before, okay. when they, they weren't Oh yeah, I, all. I, I don't want to say they're all not getting paid, but a lot of them weren't getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. Right. There would be a local dealership that would have a special deal that if you went in that day at that time and you bought a new car, you would not have to make any payments for four years. It's pretty and smart. It be as, yeah, because it's like, it well, be he's getting drafted, you know. Yeah, yeah, they would be tell out of the here. Teams. The teams would know when the deal was. No one else would, and it would not be advertised to anyone else. Yeah, it's pretty smart. Zero percent APR for you know four years. No, no, uh, <laughs> two dollars down. You know, <laughs> nobody down. <laughs> no, yeah. Well. Give us a McChicken, and we'll give you this car. <laughs> you don't have to pay us for four years. I'd just be happy with a free McChicken. <laughs> 
What sounds nice? You're the, you're the dealership to... manager. Ooh, yeah, lunch. <laughs> yeah. The player nice. would have to buy the McChicken. You can't remember. You can't have boosters giving out free food. I know. Of course not. Ridiculous. That would be against the rules. <laughs> hey, hey, man! I know you didn't eat lunch. Here's a potato chip. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Death penalty. Yeah, cut off your hand. Yeah. What about that uh, 2021 Charger? We're not worried about that. He got a good deal. It was zero down. Oh, college football is basically a crime family. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's a it's an organized legal uh, crime syndicate, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, is this a blow to the NCAA uh, now that you can like legally pay players? Because I feel like that was one of the NCAA's main roles was preventing that. What else? Are, I mean, yeah. I mean, what else do they do? Was... I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but like, what? Nothing. I don't... I don't know. They help out a uh, smaller sport like softball and soccer and stuff like that, I guess. I, Cause I think they help distribute money that way or something. Right. It's, it's the distribution of the, yeah. The, yeah. The so endowment or whatever. I, I feel like the NCAA is just like Republicans dream of government. Like the individual conferences are States. They run everything in their conference. they make decisions. The NCAA kind of oversees it, but doesn't have that much power. Interesting, and now yeah, we're it's in, an interesting. Well, now we're in Obama's college football, where it's all federal <laughs> government. <laughs> no, no, actually, we're in we're in good old Ron Paul's college football. The NCAA has even less power now. Well, we'll see. That's yeah, no, the point, NCAA yeah. has less power, but we'll see. Hopefully, the U.S. government doesn't start getting involved. I mean, yeah. it's on the surface they're going to be looking through their taxes. You you Look, pay as long as you Nick pay. Saban is paying his taxes, I don't care what anyone else does. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if the yeah. SEC doesn't pay its taxes, fine, I don't care. Just don't get Nick. <laughs> All right, we have to start a new hashtag called Get Nick. <laughs> get Nick hashtag IRS. <laughs> no, that man pays. We does he does he pay? Yes. <laughs> he, are you willing to, Miss Terry? Are you willing to state in a court of law that Nick Saban pays his taxes? Yes. All right. <laughs> do you I think, will 100%. Speaking of the, the new alliance and the NCAA, do you think that this is also kind of the safety net in case these rumors are a thing that the SEC will just leave the NCAA and have their own uh, playoffs and championships? I don't think so, just because I don't see why the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC would care that much about the NCAA. No, not not like essentially if the NCAA like fell apart, at least they have an alliance that they will all still play each other. Okay, uh, yeah. I can see that a bit. Because if the SEC leaves, the, I mean the NCAA's, how much money do they lose right there? All you know, of it. it's, right, all exactly. Of it. <laughs> they might fall apart if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> they will go to court of law over that for sure. Um, I don't know. I I saw it almost as that too, where they're like, because I keep hearing these rumors that the NCAA's or SEC's like, why are we part of this? We are the best. We are the most elite. Like, and I'm kind of kind of see what their point is, but. I almost see this as alliance as just a reassurance of like, hey, we're all still going to play each other in case shit hits the fan. I think the only reason why the SEC would stay is because those universities would not be okay with just their football team leaving or just the football and basketball teams leaving. And I know it's a cultural podcast, but 
with NCAA stuff, you have to think about the softball teams, the soccer teams, the rowing teams. I don't think the NCAA would be okay with football leaving and keeping the rest of those sports. But, I mean, you would keep those sports anyway, right? I mean, we play intramural sports. I can join intramural teams of all of those sports. Um, they just won't be, like, high-dollar events because they're not. I mean, they bleed money from the university. If you're going to go into it, like, financially thinking, you're like, well, why are we supporting this anymore? I mean, people want to complain about how much money universities spend in college football. It's like, yeah, but college football can also bring your university a shit ton of money. Your rowing team will never bring money to the university. It will always cost you money. Yeah, I mean, also, though, one quick thing. You guys know this. Maybe you listening don't know this. When you see those dumb fucking maps, like, oh, the highest paid uh, state position oh, in, in the every state. state. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, they're all basketball and football coaches, except like Massachusetts and I think one other state, they're like presidents of universities or the loser states that don't have badass football programs. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) It's bad, but that's not how these salaries work. The states will pay like maybe 500,000 of it. And then the other $9 million comes from boosters. The stadium renovations come from boosters. Right. I mean, if it would be like if the state owned every NFL team, like if the state of Texas owned the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans, like every person in that organization would be, you know, some of the highest paid state officials. They're not really state officials in college football. They're just owned by the state. I mean, it's just, I mean, people are just dumb in general. I think that's, that's the main takeaway. They see that and don't want to think anymore about it. So just go, Oh, that's bad. That's why Alabama sucks. Cause they pay Nick and million dollars. Why is that so bad? I mean, I know my state government officials. They kind of suck. If they ran the state like Nick Saban runs his college football program, I'd say, yeah, pay him just as much, but they don't. We ran out of power in Texas. I don't want them paid anymore. (laughs) Yeah, fair. (laughs) I'm not going to knock Texas, but I did think it was funny. Like, oh, like we lost power because it's too cold. Like we're not used to the cold. And then it got hot and they also lost power again. No, we didn't lose power because it got hot. That was all. They were like, oh, it might happen. But... The the argument to that was like, okay, first of all, this is one of the coolest summers we've had in years. I think a lot of people are moving here from other states, so they're just not used to it. But it's been like under 100 every day here. And usually in August in Texas, it's over 100 every single day. So I was like, that's it's just not going to happen. We've had a very nice, cool summer. Uh, our winter, yeah, that was wild. Uh, I've never seen that before in my life. So, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to delve too deep into the engineering of it, but essentially Texas <laughs> generates Texas generates so much power. They have their own uh, grid, essentially yep. grid system down there, and they sell their power to other states. They weren't equipped to keep the power in the state, which is like the reason there was those uh yeah and that was everyone's like oh that's why you shouldn't you know have your own grid in the state of texas sorry i know we're right but new york yeah we are (laughs) and i was like new york city shares grid like would it it have been any better i'm just saying like oh god louisiana and oklahoma new mexico (laughs) to send me power like those guys yeah those bastards they they need power from us like yeah i don't trust those agents also i do want to point out by the way you said we're getting off topic I have used this as an audio job application. I think I've used this as a dating app before, saying my DMs are open. <laughs> so we don't stay on topic very often here. It's fine. 
Don't don't you worry. It's fun though. It's much more fun. (laughs) No one wants to listen to two now three white guys talk about college football twenty four seven. Well, they didn't know I was white. Now you gave my secret away. Do you want me to edit that out? I was trying to be racially ambiguous. Thanks a lot. I was going to start speaking Spanish to throw people off. To 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 your point that earlier, Rattlesnake, I didn't. Nobody knew I had red hair. I mean, oh, that's a, ooh, you blew sorry, my cover. I outed you. Okay, I, so I don't that, know if you wanted to come out. I outed I you. I brought it up. <laughs> but Rattlesnake, you could just be white passing. You still could be Hispanic. That's a good point. Well, I live in Texas, so it's pretty close. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. So it, you it, could you could argue either side. Right. I you would outed be like, yourself. I'd be like, come you on, man. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I live in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. I don't know so, the last time I haven't had Mexican food to eat for a meal so if that means anything so perfect I, I think you should just get dual citizenship texans should based on it. that fact alone texans should have we should just have our own citizenship and the whole state is racially ambiguous did, did you guys know this is completely unrelated cultural apparently the united states does not recognize dual citizenship oh i am screwed then <laughs> Like other no, like you're still a U.S. citizen, but like let's say you have dual citizenship. Like I have dual citizenship in America and Italy. America will go no, you have American citizenship. We don't care about that. Hmm. Yeah. I could. I only know that because my friend couldn't be on the U.S. swimming team, so he wanted to get Argentinian dual citizenship. I don't know why it mattered that America didn't recognize that. As long as they recognize you're an American citizen, I don't get the, like why it matters. But that's anyway. that's what I'm saying. Like as long as you we recognize you as a citizen, like kind of makes sense. Like I don't care if you have citizenship anywhere else. Like cool, <laughs> go visit. It, frankly, it could be a good thing that they don't recognize that's it because then they that's might not extradite as easily. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Like oh, this guy Kevin has with our the big brain politics. But and he committed a crime here. Like, can you extradite him? And if there's no extradition treaty, they might go. According to our records, he's an American citizen. Yeah, you I know? didn't want to have to say this, but I am a bank robber professionally in Cuba. So that's why <laughs> I live here, so I can go back and forth. There's no extradition laws, so I'll just dip out. <laughs> you won't hear from him for, for about two weeks, and then it'll pop back yeah. up. Going, yeah, Hi, friends and family. And when they talk why to me, I'm wearing like, a Rolex. <laughs> when they talk to me, I'm like, no, I'm white passing. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so to get back and go to about rousing, I don't know if you had some thoughts on UT and tech you wanted to talk about. I don't know what these thoughts were. I'm curious. Um, yeah, I guess it would be like the Texas schools in general now having to deal with the repercussions of UT announcing that they're going to the SEC. I'm sure you all talked about this topic when you were discussing the SEC more. Um, I just think it's funny because I graduated from U of H. That's the University of Houston, not hawaii um (laughs) just to clarify for everyone some people yeah outside of texas may not know this um but yeah we you know used to be in the southwest conference obviously we were badass and baylor and texas tech had the legal team to beat us out to go to the big 12 it's just a fact we were better than both of those schools in the southwest conference and so we had to learn to survive on our own a long time ago you know sink or swim you know We've been in the Conference USA. Now we're in the American Conference. Schools like Texas Tech and Baylor and TCU. I mean, I feel bad for TCU because they finally got there. But these other schools that are just living off the money from UT. They play UT once and that's like that's where they make all their money. 
Now they're freaking out because they don't know what to do. And I'm over here as a UVA fan just laughing because I'm like, yeah, this is what you get to deal with now, especially a school like Baylor, right? Hardcore religious uh, Southern Baptist school in Waco, Texas, which I mean, if Lubbock's the armpit, Waco's the butthole of Texas. It's a terrible <laughs> place. Texas Tech, bigger fan base, state school, but it's up in the middle of nowhere. They're not in a big city with a big TV market. Um, they're, you know, they're kind of screwed. I think Baylor's really screwed. Tech might be able to find their way out. I just think it's so funny now that they're freaking out because they don't have Texas to live off of. Fair. I mean, hey, don't you knock, though, the Colts with all their TVs watching Baylor football? Yeah, but it's a small private school. Like, their fans are diehard fans, but how many alumni do they even have? It's a small school. It's a really, really small school. It's a small private school, really pretty campus in the middle of Butthole, Texas. Uh, but they don't have many, you know, they don't have a big alumni base. At least Texas Tech is a large state school with a big alumni base. Um, U of H is bigger than Texas Tech, though. U of H is the third largest school in Texas. So a school like TCU and Baylor that are small religious schools, at least TCU's in Fort Worth, they're in a big TV market. Baylor is screwed, man. I think they're in the worst shape of all the Big 12 schools right now, which is ironic. They just won a national championship in basketball, but... I just don't know what conference wants them. They don't bring the TV market. They don't bring a big alumni base. They don't bring being in a city. I mean, what do they bring? I think a small conference would give them whatever they wanted. Yeah, like an American. But I'm saying like a Power 5 conference, or I guess Power 4 nowadays. That's what I'm saying. They're the ones that are going to be left in the dust if there is any kind of expansion. Where they, you know, uh, some conference is going to want Kansas. Kansas is not getting left in the dust. They are a basketball powerhouse, and for basketball alone, some conference is going to want them. Uh, Maybe the Big Ten? I don't know. But I think they're going to get picked up for sure. Iowa State maybe even has has an argument because they've been competitive in a lot of things. Texas Tech, Oklahoma State. There's a few schools that could make an argument. Baylor cannot make an argument. I just don't see it. I know you're a Texas guy. What about Kansas State? They Dude, don't offer much. I know they get. I, I feel so bad for Kansas State because I was looking at attendances over the past four years. I put together a spreadsheet. This is what I do for fun. Put together a spreadsheet and I collected the data for every single school, FBS school, and got their average attendance for the past from 2019 to 2016, and then averaged that out just to see what everyone's working with. Kansas State was like a hundred and one percent average attendance, something insane. Um, obviously Nebraska had the most, but Kansas state was like really high. And I think you're right. They might get left behind. And I just kind of feel bad for them because they do have a nice fan base there and, uh, they can be competitive in a lot of different sports any given year. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're either competitive or they're just the worst team in the country. Oh, Kansas, Kansas is always the worst in football. At least they'll never be that bad. (laughs) At least they're never that bad. I have a hot take. Ooh for where Kansas State should go. So Kansas State is in Manhattan, Kansas. Yes. Fun fun town. Been there. Was founded by settlers from the New England Emigrant Aid Company around the time that the Kansas-Nebraska Act was going on to try and import (laughs) pro-emancipation immigrants to Kansas to kind of have them be a free state. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like this. So... You have, out of the college football in New England, 
really you have the ACC and the Ivy League. So the Ivy League should bring in Kansas State. That's a good point. I mean, uh, Ivy League definitely likes the sound of Manhattan. They just don't know it's Manhattan, yeah. Kansas, and Aggieville. Where it's a yeah, bunch just of don't tell them. You don't keep tell them that, out. Keep that part out. And, yeah, you Ivy League kids are dumb. Just... They'll believe you. <laughs> Oh yeah, like they've never been in no Kansas. common sense. They've never they've been no in Kansas. I can tell you that much. They certainly don't know what's there. <laughs> like you know, over the next couple of years, you change the name yep. from Kansas State to Manhattan University, the Ooh. University of Manhattan, and then when you're submitting the application. <laughs> Just put Manhattan. Don't put Kansas yeah. on there. No, this is smart. I really like this. And then they become an Ivy League powerhouse. Exactly. It'd be amazing. They'd have the lowest Rank. grades in the Ivies, but they'd be <laughs> the best at sports. Yeah. Beat up on some nerds every week. Right. At least Ivy League can be like present like a team to a bowl or something. They can be like, well, we have this team. And, you know, every four years, they're pretty good. And everyone's like, okay, we'll take it. And when and when talking to recruits, you get an Ivy League education. <laughs> Manhattan, Kansas. The, yes, but you're in the Ivy League. Dad, you they've put players in the league. Yeah. Fitzmagic. Yeah, Kansas State. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every uh, every oh, once no, in a while I mean they're the they're good. Oh I mean the oh, Ivy's put guys in. Oh, Fitzmagic. Well, <laughs> yeah, He's in the league. Um James Devlin, okay. Former okay. fullback for the New England Patriots. I guess uh, that's Jeremy true. Lynn for basketball. For basketball, that's right. The the one guy from Harvard. Um so they put guys in the league. You get an Ivy education. Ivy League is notorious enough. for putting guys in the league. That's what they're famous for. And when I think I mean, of look, Ivy League, I don't think of GPA or uh, average income post-graduation. I think of putting guys in the league, dude. I mean. The top 1%, just like they've always been. SEC, Ivy League. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, if if Notre Dame can still claim being a powerhouse, Without the oh, league, Yale still has the most national championships in college football. I mean, do you think that Notre Dame at in this climate is gonna have to be like forced to join a conference? Yes. I mean, yeah, it's I mean, it's coming down to being more and more important. I think. I like. I get the. I get Notre Dame's like. Oh, we want to be independent. We can play whoever you know. We'll we'll beat them, or you know, we'll make it competitive at the very I least. I get it. Yeah, they have a good team. Yeah, deal, it, it that's just, all I care about. Right, right, and and I understand that, but at some point, you're gonna have to accept the fact that you need to play. You know, if you want to play consistently and show that you're good enough, you yeah. have to play in you have either to play the same guys. Yeah, you have to play the same guys year after year, and mm-hmm. like beating up on a, a you know tier two ACC school is not good enough. Right. To, to claim that you're the best. Yeah, like, you need to be playing to, Clemson if you're in the ACC. Yeah, if, right. If you go and beat Clemson year after year, you know, that's fine. You deserve fine. to go to the playoffs. You, yeah, you deserve right. it. But if you're going – and even if you go to the Big Ten and you beat the likes of a Penn State, a Ohio State, and a Michigan if on a If you win really in the Big year, Ten, yeah. Yeah, that's yep. fine. But you cannot just, you know, go off, beat well, up on think, lower tier teams. I, I know like USC plays them every year. You know, there's certain games that Notre Dame always plays and it's against schools. Just grandfather that in. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like it's within these schools that are in the Alliance. Do you think the Alliance at some point might just strong arm Notre Dame and be like, if you want to play our schools in this Alliance, you're going to have to join us, you know, like in one of these. Probably. And it would be fine fine for Notre Dame too. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I don't think the Lions will strong arm them into it because I think Notre Dame is going to recognize, hey, we had one loss last year. Yes, it was an ACC championship, but we had one loss on our schedule, and we made the college football playoffs. A one-loss Notre Dame team is not making the college football playoffs as an independent. I, I'm thinking and hoping they will recognize that and just – but the alliance essentially is competing against the SEC, right? That's the real competition here. Yeah. The, the alliance altogether versus the SEC. So the alliance is, it's not even a conference. It's not three conferences. It's the alliance. Uh, what they need to do is bolster up their alliance as much as they can. And Notre Dame is the sitting duck that like brings in a lot of money. They bring in competitiveness. They bring in TV viewership. They like the alliance is going to need to get them to get on board with this. Oh, I'm not saying they won't join one of these alliance schools. I'm saying they won't be strong-armed into it. They are going to recognize that they need to. Right. Yeah, because well, oh, so what I'm be, saying is less less of pressure, more of yes, internal. More, I don't know if that's true, though, because I could see Notre Dame being like, hey, if they're not going to make us join the alliance, but we can still play them, why would we join? We have our own TV deal. We make all of our own money. Uh, whereas the alliance could be like, okay, you have to stop poaching off us. You have to actually join us if you want to play us. Uh, and then that's when they would be strong into the situation of being like, well, we can't play SEC schools because we'll lose. And we can't play only Mountain West and American and Mac schools because we won't go to the playoffs. And they'll be stuck in a situation where if they can't play the Alliance, they would, I mean, they would be done. Notre Dame's done. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's fair. I will admit that I was wrong. <laughs> well, you might not be. Well, this is pure it's speculation. A it's a first. <laughs> this is pure speculation. You might not be wrong. You could be 100% right, and this, I'm just speculating way off here. Uh, I just see conferences or alliances becoming a lot more important going forward. Fair. No, I Well, I don't know if they'll become more important. I, I don't know what power. It hasn't really come out exactly what the power of the alliance will be. That's true. We don't know the details yet, but I'm just curious is like, if this alliance is, means that they only play other alliance schools or something like that, or you know they're only allowed to play like two non-alliance games a year, I don't know something like that. Um, it's going to hurt anyone not in that alliance. Essentially, I mean the SEC schools aren't going to be playing the alliance probably. Uh, and then I mean we want to talk about G five, which I know this we were supposed to talk about in this episode, but the alliance I think that we all deserve is the American Conference, the Mountain West Conference, and the new Big 12. That's the alliance I want to see. I want to see UCF playing San Diego State and Texas Tech 
playing, you know, Houston or, you know, the top teams from those conferences would make really fun games. I mean, they're not going to be competing for a national championship, but just pure enjoyment of football. I would love to see that. I That's not bad. That's not bad. That I kind of like electric. that. It would be mad but I fun. Feel like, <laughs> right? I feel like the Big 12 is going to try and poach AAC teams. They're going to have to to stay alive. I think they yeah. need to poach BYU. Uh, that's another team that's been sitting there for too long. They're going to have, I know earlier they didn't want them because they're like, well, they're Mormon and there's restrictions. They don't play on Saturdays or, or Sundays or something like that. And it's like, come on, you can get work around that. So they're going to have to poach the BYU for sure. And then, yeah, a few other schools. I don't know if they want to make the jump all the way to a UCF in Florida. That's a huge leap for a conference, but, you know. I, I have a hot take about UCF. Okay. <laughs> oh, hear. God. Here we go. They will never join a Power Five conference. I think they would Why? if they got the Not hot. never. In the next 10 to 15 years, they won't. They tried to Why? join the Big 12. Yeah, their endowment's way too small for their student body. Oh, really? I didn't know They this. have the smallest endowment uh, out of the okay. AAC with the largest enrollment. Okay, I do know they have a huge enrollment, so I guess that does make sense. I, I didn't know anything about their endowment. Their endowment, in terms of millions, is 164.7. The closest to them is Eastern Carolina with 212.57. In, well, that's in millions. ECU is just uh, a big party school, if you know anybody in that area. It's, it's the party also, school of North Carolina. That's like ECU, thing. ECU has 40,000 fewer students. Mm. ECU's got a big stadium, too. They have like a 50,000 stadium, and they fill that thing up. They have a lot. Of, they have a really fun atmosphere there. Like all my cousins went to school there. Um it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I didn't know that about UCF and their endowment. I guess that does make sense. But if they joined so a weird if they joined a bigger conference, would that help their endowment? I don't really know how that works. Maybe. But do they get more money? I yes, they would because they have better TV deals and things like that. Right. That's what I'm thinking. So maybe they would also are desperate. probably get more professional athletes donating to the school. So yeah. I mean, if the Big 12 does try to stay alive and try to poach these other schools, do you think the Big 12 has a chance of poaching um like middle tier schools in these other conferences, like a Louisville or a Pitt or, you know, somebody that can't compete in these other conferences year in and year out, just being like, Hey, you could win a championship here and then go may possibly go to the playoffs. I think Louisville, I think poaching power five teams is going to be a stretch. I think it's Louisville a stretch. And Pitt it's a stretch. It's going to be hard because <clears throat> Louisville and Pitt could still like sniff around the conference championship. They might, if they make it, I forget which division they're in, but if they make it, they'll get blown up by Clemson or if they're in the same conference, like they'll be two to Clemson. So yeah, they could make it, but if they're going to get close anyway, I feel like they'd just rather stay in the ACC rather than joining a dying conference. I'd look at it more. I think AAC is what's going to die. I think the big 12 will poach teams from the AAC. They'll take Houston, uh, SMU and maybe Memphis or something. Maybe no. even Tulane too. No, they need to. Take, they need to take Cincinnati. Cincinnati's competitive in every yes. sport, and they're right next to West Virginia. If they can hold on to West yep. Virginia, they'd finally yep. have a school over there. Uh, that'd be a huge pickup. Yeah, I, I think it would be like BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and Memphis. Probably if, if you're gonna just pick up four, that's what I would. Go my with. only concern with Cincinnati would be the Big Twelve is one of those conferences that it stayed relatively. In terms of geography and what areas they've covered, it stayed relatively the same. Right. Yeah. 
so, other than I, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, which is the outlier. Which is weird. West Virginia, I think, must yes. be in the ACC. They just are dumb, yeah. so they won't let them. They in. really should be. In fairness, like if we're doing this like geographically, the the West Virginia in the ACC would be actually not only really fun to watch, right, but also you know makes Louisville, more sense. Legit, yeah, Virginia, they have all the schools around sense. them. I I have heard that they've tried to get in like four different times, and they've been rejected every time um for academic reasons specifically because um, the ACC has high why, academic standards that, that yeah, yeah that, that does make sense yeah they have high academic standards and it's west virginia so i think that yeah it's self-explanatory <laughs> yeah, it's a no, fun 100%. school i'm not dogging them like you know but but i i think that would be a because i don't know if they want to keep expanding that range or if they'd rather try and replace texas and oklahoma closer well, they I definitely they need expand. to get more Texas schools immediately to try to hold on to whatever Texas markets they had because they just lost the two biggest schools in the state. And this was their home state um, with AM and UT. And this is the home state for the Big 12. And they have now officially lost it to the SEC in terms of TV viewership because Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston are two of the largest TV markets in the country. And they've lost them completely. They had already pretty much lost Houston when they lost AM. Dallas is gone. Oklahoma and UT completely lost those markets if they want to hold on to a fraction of that they need to pick up you know maybe smu definitely u of h uh they need some more texas presence now this this brings up an interesting point and i don't i don't remember if kevin had says it this podcast or not but the reason texas a&m originally left for the sec was because they didn't want texas right is is there a possibility? Do you think there's a possibility of Texas A&M going back to the Big Twelve to avoid Texas? No, because no. they're they're a huge school. They they actually they're bigger than UT now. Their enrollment always competes, and just like how their revenue always competes, I think A&M now is making more money on their football program than UT and has more enrollment than UT. They're a huge huge school. They might not be the best, you know, on the field every year. But in terms of conferences and making money, AM is a cash cow. AM is not leaving the SEC, the best conference, to go to, you know, as you put it, the dying conference of the Big 12. I think their only hope is, you know, these outlying schools that can't compete. And even that's a stretch, as Kev mentioned. That's a huge stretch. But I don't know. Would Nebraska be interested in coming back? They are trash in the Big 10. They used to play these schools when they were in the Big 12 and the uh, Big 8. Would Colorado consider it? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, maybe they can try to hit up these teams that left and have failed when they left and been like, come back. Come back and, you know, enjoy winning again. I I do like the idea of Nebraska. I think the Big 12 does need to pull up. I'm drunk on a Saturday. My ex posted a fire story. Like, they need to slide up and get out real quick. If they're not signed into the DMs of Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, Arkansas, I mean, it's a stretch, but like, fuck it. Who, who cares? You're dead if you don't do something. I mean, they need to be throwing it out to everybody around them. Um, Louisville, Pitt, just literally anybody. And when they get rejected by every single one of them, then invite BYU and Houston and Cincinnati and Memphis and those schools. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, ends swing all- for the fences. That's tense. Once the sevens all reject them, go for like the fours and fives. And yes. then if that doesn't work out, then you're trying to get Wichita <laughs> to make a college football team. <laughs> if they want to join the conference. That 
what Kevin just said was actually his own dating strategy in college. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, hey, I know my place. <laughs> he always ended up with the Wichita <laughs> State, baby. I swig hard for the bunch of ones and twos. <laughs> and then if that doesn't work out, I go for the threes. And if the threes don't work out, I just go home and rub one out and call it a lost night. Because I uh, mean, so think about this no. though. Okay, the Big Twelve has eight teams when they lose UT and Oklahoma. People are going to sixteen now, right? So they could essentially just double the conference to try to stay alive. Why not just pick up every competitive G5 school, UCF, Houston, Boise State, BYU, San Diego State, Memphis, Cincinnati, just double your conference in terms of the most competitive top G5 schools and see what happens. I mean, revenue might go up, recruits might go up, and those schools might become you know, real contenders. I need Coastal Carolina in the Big 12 now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would I would great. have to have my doctor on speed dial because it would last longer than four hours if Coastal joined a Power 5 conference. <laughs> well, and same with App State then. If we're going to take Coastal, I think App State needs oh, to go with App- them. No, App, yes. State, App, App State needs to go to the Big 10. <laughs> they need to go to the Big 10. No, and, and not- SEC. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're throwing out all these teams. The SEC is going to scoop up like half of them next week, right? Because the SEC yeah. is the only one that actually does anything and makes moves. They're the they're they are the best. I know, like they've always for a long time they've been the best conference in terms of production on the field, but just in terms of behind the scenes and what they've been doing, they are what every other conference should have been doing the past twelve years, and nobody else has been had the balls to do it. I mean. The ACC picked up Louisville. Like, congratulations! You know, like they were they they can be competitive. Um, you know, big the the Big Ten picked up Rutgers and Nebraska. Like, come on, Colorado and Utah go to the pack. You know, the SEC picked up. They picked up A and M. Now they got UT. Now they got Oklahoma. I mean, the SEC is the only one actually doing this right. Uh, this isn't just Greg Sankey's doing, but Mike. Slive, Slivy, Slive, we're going to go Slive, and Greg Sankey are the greatest back-to-back commissioners in sports history. They've been crushing it. I'm proud of them. I also <laughs> love be. Greg Sankey. You should be. Um, well, I we went to a and so you're a rep- or you went to, you went to Alabama, so you're a representative of the entire conference of the SEC, because that's how the yeah, SEC also, works. Yeah, but also you must remember that Kevin is just using this to say, oh, look, we can beat literally anyone on any given day type of deal. So, I mean... Uh, no, a- no, no, that's not an SEC thing. That's an Alabama thing. I would Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, I mean, okay. like... That's definitely I mean, like, an SEC because- thing. Because oh, they're sorry. like... Yeah, they, they'll I'm say, oh, we can... They'll say, we can beat anybody. And then you're like, wait, no, you can't. And they're like, well, the SEC. And then you're like, well, who in the SEC? And they're like, well, Alabama. <laughs> right. You're like... Well, see, but I'm an because Alabama I- graduate, so... I, it, but yeah, I'm also it's, it's more an realistic... I say Alabama can beat anyone. I think teams like Florida and Georgia can beat most people. I think mm-hmm. Auburn, like Old Miss, Auburn, LSU, A and M, um, those are all really competitive. I mean, okay. that's CC's deep. A and M goes in the Florida Georgia category. Then like Ole Miss, Auburn, um, A and M, or where's LSU, LSU now? Where, I was gonna say, where's LSU? You LSU's gotta, in that then. third category now because they're not good and they're gonna get right, sanctioned. Right, right, right. But overall, any given year, those schools can be extremely competitive. Yes, but then you have like your Kentuckys, 
your mm-hmm. Missouris, who might be good once in a while. They can beat some teams, but they're not like yeah, they're perennial an upset powerhouse. Team. Yeah, Arkansas probably. Arkansas can be an upset team. Arkansas has been decent. Right now they're trash, but for a while there, they were the upset team, I think, in the SEC West, where they would randomly upset like A&M. And you're like, holy shit, A&M only had two losses this year? Arkansas is in between that like Mizzou and uh, I forget who else. In Kentucky Kentucky. tier. I'd put them with Kentucky. I'd put them with Kentucky. Vanderbilt is obviously its own thing. Uh, no, they're not. Um, and I'll get into that in a second. This is recent. Um, Arkansas, it, I feel like Kentucky has better years. Generally, they'll go, they'll revert back to like Arkansas level, but they'll like one or two good years randomly. I bet if we looked this up the past 10 years, Arkansas has had better, better records. Oh, than Arkansas's Kentucky. record at home is actually better than you'd expect considering like watching what they do. They're 34 and 30 at home in the last like. They have a great fan base. I mean, I go yeah, up to Fayetteville quite a bit. A lot of good. friends went I, there. Uh, it's a fun school. I, yeah, it's not one that it's, they're not fun oh, to cheer uh, for. <laughs> Miss State is also in that yeah, um, yeah. Mizzou level, Mizzou-Kentucky level. Yeah. Uh, and then in the bottom tier, you have Tennessee and Vanderbilt. You're putting Tennessee with Vandy? Yes. I wouldn't go that far. That's okay. cruel. No, That's you're right. Cruel. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have Vandy. And then Tennessee oh. in the next year because they cheat and still can't win games. So, okay, okay, brutal. <laughs> I've seen both those football stadiums. I think there is a difference, though. Yeah, Tennessee it looks like a fucking garbage man convention. All right, do you guys want to get into why we're here? Do you guys want to get in the Pac-12? I was, I was just going to bring that up. I was about to say, like, we're an hour into this thing, and I we have. You. I said I can barely. Talk about this we have just. But honestly, Kevin, I think we scrapped the whole Pac-12 group of five thing because we've talked about a whole bunch of things. So we just call oh, this we... episode something else and we'll push it to next week. No, Alliance. We call it, it the Alliance versus the SEC. Yeah, there you go. Boom. We have to break down the Pac-12 because college football starts this weekend. That's oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's that true. Point. Good point. Yep. Does the Pac-12 so we start this to... weekend? Uh, the Pac-12 is Hawaii in the Pac-12? They yeah, have to be. They're in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah. I can name every single school in every single conference in the FBS. Okay. Well, we're still going to do the Pac-12. <laughs> Here, right. Tell your friends. So, to, so you just want to go through like the preview, essentially, of like the standings of where yeah. you think it'll end up? So, Rousting, if you haven't listened to the episode or the podcast before, first off, I'm hurt. Also, Arizona State plays this weekend, so... Oh, Arizona we do State. have to cover okay. the Pac-12. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, so Ralph, if you haven't listened to the show, I'm hurt. First off, second off, what we do basically is division winners, coaches on the hot seat who will be fired at the end of this year, and then hot takes, storylines to watch, things like that. Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. So. I feel like he hasn't talked enough. Kiernan, who do you have winning the Pac-12 North? Pac-12 North, uh, I have, uh, I think I have Stanford winning the Pac-12 North. Either that, them or Washington. I couldn't really pick between the two. I, I, I was like, well, they both had, you know, uh, winning-ish records. I mean, they winning-ish. Play, uh, I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, I mean, you have to slide that in. There's a caveat with that, but. Um, but I think I think it's either going to be Washington or Stanford this year. 
Interesting pick. Rattlesnake. Interesting pick. Um, I think it's between Oregon or Washington, and I lean Oregon. Oh, okay. Um, are you guys ready for mine? I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> Give me old Crimson, baby. Washington State Cougars. For the worst am, team? Nope. Is Winning this, are the you, are, division. Are you talking about like an April Fool's joke? or? Well, considering it's August, no. I am a big <laughs> run and shoot fan. Oh, that's such a bad pick. That's such uh, a bad pick. Watch it. Just watch out. <laughs> I was okay. First off, we'll see. SEC quarterback legend Jarrett Guarantano is probably not going to be the starting quarterback week one. Instead, you have Jaden Delora, who has a DUI. He was fine last year, not great. Washington State had a negative 11.5 point differential, but had the third worst offense in the Pac 12. Jarrett Guarantano. The number one dual threat quarterback in his class in 2016. Yes, he's been in college forever. Um, but he can move around the pocket. He's quick, athletic. That's what you need in the run and shoot offense. I I think there are questions about his eyes downfield, how he processes an offense. I blame Tennessee for that. Tennessee has had some bad coaches. I think Washington State will win the big or the Pac-12 North off the run and shoot, baby. They're going to come in last, probably. But hey, look, (laughs) if I predict, (laughs) they saw. If I predict four out of the five um, conference champions, I'm good. That's an eighty percent completion rate. Okay, well, that's one that you did not pick right. So let's... yeah, <laughs> it, it it all rests it all rests on the uh, on the South Con- on the South. South yeah. Con- <laughs> all right, let's hear it. Who do we who do we got for the South then? I'm going with the classic USC. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Because uh, we're going to talk Pac-12 coaches on the hot seat, right? Yeah, we will in a second. But yes, if you want to uh, interject it now, that's... Well, I was essentially... They're connected, but I'm going to pick USC, um, and then we'll talk about hot seats because those okay. two are connected. Okay. All right. I'm also going USC. I love Slovis at yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Arizona, we're talking about the South. Yeah, Arizona State. I mean, I, you said they play this weekend, right? Yeah. They're an interesting one to watch. So I don't know who they're playing. Probably some shit team, but uh, – It'll be interesting to see them play because I think they have a shot as well this year. 
Uh, they're playing Southern Utah on okay, oh, so tomorrow. Doesn't really no, that's not tomorrow. That's week one. <laughs> what? Where's week zero? I pulled up week zero, and it's like, oh, week one. <laughs> God, Arizona State's not playing. I'm disappointed. We didn't even have to All do right. Pac-12 predictions right now. Either uh, way. Who's playing week zero? Okay. Well, either way. Uh, yeah, Arizona State's an interesting one to watch, I think, in the South. I think they have a pretty decent shot as well. Okay. I'm also, only picking USC because of the coach hot seat thing we're about to talk about. The Pac-12 is playing this weekend. I do Good. have the Week Zero games up right now. Uh, UCLA is playing Hawaii. Oh, that's going to be fun. Hmm. So, so yeah, um, Rattlesnake, you have some hot seat predictions. Well, we can still go our order. I want to see what uh, what else is discussed. All right. Kiernan, who who do you have on the hot seat, or who do you think is going to coach their last game in the Pac-12 this year? Now, this this is this is interesting um, because I, for the longest time, could have sworn he was already gone uh, from this team from this team. But uh, Chip Kelly, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I could have sworn he was fired years ago, and apparently he hasn't been. But he has a ten and twenty one record with the Bruins, and that—I mean, that's not—that's just not good enough. I mean, I, it was. Oh, Kevin, you're making a face. What? What do you want to say? But all those, all ten of those wins were in the Pac twelve. Uh yeah, but who are you losing to outside of the Pac twelve? Oh, also, fifteen of those losses were in the Pac twelve. I'm just saying. Yeah, so like, uh, that's not good enough. <laughs> I was Kelly also shocked. Had... He was still coaching at UCLA, by the way, when I saw right, him. right. When I I was like, surely he's not there anymore. Like I could have sworn. Like I think this is the Mandela effect or whatever that is. Is like you could have sworn something had happened or like was a certain way, but everybody remembers it incorrectly. So I had not. Oh, Ralph, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say um, USC. I think Clay Helton needs to win the Pac South to kind of relieve some of that. Um, I'd like to see him succeed. He went to U of H, played football there, and graduated from U of H. Go Cougs. Um, but the USC, I think, has certain standards. And I'm not really counting last season for shit just because they played, what, like four, five games or something? Because um, I know they like won total. most of them. Yeah, USC? Six. Oh, six? Okay. I thought it was five. I don't know, either way, uh, they were not, five yeah. The point of the it, point they didn't play a lot. <laughs> they did not play a lot, so I'm scrapping last season. Um, this season, I think he has a good team, and I think if he doesn't win the Pack South, it's going to look really bad, and his hot seat is going to get really hot. I don't know if he'll necessarily get fired, but I mean, I think he is on the hot seat. I mean, technically, he won the Pack South last year. Just COVID issues forced. Right. No, that was the North. <laughs> they won the Pack South. They won the. Pac-12 last year. Uh, there were rumors that Colorado would have to play in the Pac-12 championship. That's what I was remembering. That's, um, right. That's right. That was what happened. Yep. I remember they that. didn't. Um, Oregon didn't. Ended up not playing in. Washington did. I think. Yeah. No. No. Oregon did play in. It was Washington that was because of COVID issues. I remember because I was pissed because Oregon was 4-3 and three and played in the conference championship. Right. No. And they still let them in. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I have actually two on the hot seat. Okay, let's hear it. Herman Edwards, 
they hired him expecting him to be able to recruit, bringing that NFL caliber coaching. He's 17 and 13 overall, 11 and 11, 11 and 11 in the Pac 12. And what season is this for him being a head coach? And we can't count last season. So what would that be? Would this be like his fourth now? This would be his third if we're not counting last okay. season. So you're right. I mean, he definitely needs to win now. This is the time that you're expected to win. Yeah, yeah and I mean, even your recruits right. that you're even guys. if you don't count last season, that makes him 15 and 11 and nine and nine in the Pac-12. Yeah, yeah. This is so, definitely his time to show up. And Mario Cristobal. Out of Oregon, he hasn't won anything. And look at Chip Kelly since he's left Oregon. Sucked in the NFL, sucks at UCLA right now. Yeah. Oregon's a big part of why he won. Why can't Mario Cristobal win? Well, I mean, I predict- predicted them to win this year, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> Fair. All right, based on your conference predictions, like your division predictions, who's going to win the conference? I mean, I think it's going to be Oregon, probably. That's what I'm going with. I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with USC. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I'm going with USC. I think the run and shoot can only get you so far. I think USC will beat Washington State handedly. Well, Still yeah, they'll beat them before the <laughs> conference championship. They're going to beat them handedly just regular season. <laughs> Look, I'm a big Drew Bledsoe guy. All right, let's let's do it. Okay. That's a hot take. Uh, do you guys – well, I was about to ask you, do you guys have any hot takes for this year? Uh, well, are we doing like a G5, like best of G5? Um, uh, not, coach coach hot seats. So. Are we? We'll do Pac-12 hot takes first, and then – well, we're just doing like storylines from G5. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. I was going to pick so, my favorite G5 team and then talk about – If you want to, seat. tell it. Yeah. Go, oh, go yeah, yeah. Let's do hot takes – yeah, hot that's fine. For the Pac-12, and then we'll get into some G5 talk. That's okay. Cool. It won't be long. I know y'all are in a rush. Right. I'm not in a rush. Kieran's the idiot who said he'd help his friend move. Yeah. Oh, actually, why are you in a rush? This is a good excuse to not help move. I would be like, dude, it's it's work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, tell me back for two and a half hours. <laughs> I'd also like to point out we talked about when we were recording on Monday, and then I get a text today. Wait, we're recording tonight, aren't we? Oh, my co-host yep. last night when we had uh, a guest on showed up halfway through the episode drunk in a hotel room. So Okay, so I'm not doing worse. as bad as him. Yeah, I've dealt with much worse. Well, you're welcome, Kevin. I am a beacon <laughs> of hope in this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, honestly, no hot takes from the pack because all of my hot takes were Alliance and possible expansion. And I think I covered all that. Yeah, we kind of okay. did do the the hot takes in that you yeah. know first hour. Um, <laughs> we, by oh. the way, by the way, we've cranked through in eleven minutes and forty six seconds what we were supposed to do at the starting <laughs> eleven minutes. Good show. 40. That's a good show. That yeah. means we had a lot to well, talk about. I mean, yeah, I exactly. guess in summary, I would say Alliance is a last ditch effort to stay alive, and two, I think the pack uh, should probably pick up like two more schools. But if they don't, you know, then the Big Twelve will try to survive. That would be my summarization of the Pac-12. Perfect. Do you have any hot takes for the Pac-12? Uh, 
let's see. I think that I think the Pac-12 with this new alliance uh, will get both will generate more revenue, possibly steal uh, a few of the. If the Big Twelve dissolves, then possibly steal a few teams from them, as well as be less of a defensive or less of an offensive, no defensive uh, schools come 10, 15 years down the line. Just having to like gonna adapt have, and adjust. They're going to have to adapt. Yeah. If, they, if they're going to play in this line, yeah. they're going to have to adapt. You can't play against the Big right. Ten and, and, you know, not have a defense. Yeah. Fair. My hot adapt. take that's a little more immediate. Uh, Jared Guarantano will get Heisman hype. He's going to take over the presumed – they haven't named us already, but Jane Delura is expected to be the starter for Washington State. Uh, Jarek Warantano will take over week two and will light it up in the run and shoot. I mean, not win a Heisman. You're just saying get some no, hype around it. No, will get hype. Okay. Like, in Dominic like, got dude, Heisman hype, right he now. was a finalist, but he did not win the Heisman. He's not yeah, going to win fair. the Heisman, but he will get hype because Bryce Young's going to win the Heisman, obviously. But Just so annoying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, he's gonna provide give Washington State better than twenty seven points per game. He's gonna light it up. Also, I've been watching the S- the Secret Base Washington or Atlanta Falcons documentary lately, and they talk about the Red Gun, which was uh, the Falcons coach whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, but. The red gun, so I'm big. Jerry Glanville, I'm big on the run and shoot. I'm a big Mouse Davis fan who started the run and shoot. So I think the run and shoot's going to be the wave of the future, even though it's like 30, 40 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, Jerry Guarantano, Heisman hype. Uh, do you guys have any group of five takes or hot takes? I mean, I'm a G5 fan, baby. You know I got to talk about oh, it. Oh, I know you are. <laughs> Cincy Siri doesn't have an answer for that. <laughs> uh, I was wondering if that was my phone or not. I was like, oh, did I hit? Something? I looked down as well. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, it was my watch. Um, Cincinnati will remain at least in the top twenty this year. Okay, I got a way more hot take than that. I feel like All that's right, a cold take. You're just based off right. of my opinion. <laughs> all right, sorry. Cincinnati <laughs> will be good. Um, all right, here's this steaming hot take. Cincinnati goes undefeated with a win over ranked Indiana and ranked Notre Dame and still doesn't get into the playoffs, completely oh. bursting the bubble, saying that G5 schools can get into the playoffs. They will pull a UCF and say, we deserved to be in the playoffs. And they, I mean, probably should if they go undefeated with a ranked win over Notre Dame and a ranked win over Indiana. But that's my prediction. I think they're by far the best G5 school this year, unless something happens. And I'm looking at their schedule, and I think I they can beat the two ranked opponents they're playing. And that's two ranked right now. I mean, there's probably going to be at least one or two other schools from the American that eventually get ranked um, that they'll probably beat as well but they won't get into the playoffs. That's the biggest, that's the kicker. They still yeah, well, will stay down at like five or something. They still will keep them out. Watch. And they'll, they did it to us when the Houston, when we beat Florida state in the uh, yeah. Peach bowl, they'll do something like that. They'll be like, Oh, well you get to play in like the peach bowl. And it's like, well, yeah, he didn't give me a chance in the playoffs though. 
I think they're going to be like the UCF essentially this year. I think my hot take is Cincinnati will drop out of the top 25 this season. After uh, how many will, losses? Oh, it'll take, like, if they lose two games early, like off freak plays, they'll get dropped out because they're a group of five team. Yeah, they will finish true. in the top 25, but they are not going to get close to the playoffs. Totally disagree. I think they're going to finish in probably ranked fifth. Um, I think they'll be undefeated. But I don't know if y'all wanted to talk hot seat for coaches in the G5, which I would understand if you don't, because that's a bit of a stretch. I just wanted to bring up one thing in this, in that topic is the Houston coach. What I have to deal with. Um, I said this, I think on Twitter, like at 2 AM last night or something when I was just chilling, if he does not start this season out with a win over a very weak Texas tech team, I mean, his hot seat is essentially becoming a wicker chair nailed down on top of a bonfire. Dude needs to get out if he cannot beat Texas Tech this season. Texas Tech is a super weak team this year, and this is the year he was supposed to put it together. His recruiting's been super mediocre to disappointing. He's been disappointing overall. I know West Virginia hated him. So I think he might have the number one hot seat in the country, honestly. Fair. I mean, I I don't spot any lies. I'm I'm biased, obviously, because I'm a fan. But I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, man, I defended this guy for so long because we got a a coach from a you know a P five school. We're the first G five school to do it. We're paying him like a top twenty five salary, I think, in college football, just absurd money, and we're getting nothing back. And so. I need him to start the season with a dominant win over a weak Texas Tech school. If he doesn't, like 30, I'm like 30, 30 point differential. Get you know, out, dude. Right. Um, I'm not saying we're going to be the best school or anything in the American. I don't think we will, but I think we should be competitive and I think we should beat the weaker teams. And if he gets, I mean, even like three losses, three losses, I think is like that. Four losses, I'm pissed. Anything less, I think, or more than three losses, I'd be pissed for the season. I'd want him fired. Fair. Yep. I don't have any G5 coach takes. Karen and you. <laughs> right. It's uh, not no, as common. No, it's no. not as common unless you went to uh, one of our predominant G5 schools. I should have oh, gone to Cincinnati. I, I have a take about <laughs> G5, actually. All right. Let's hear it. The Gus bus is going to light it up at UCL. UCF. You think you think uh, this year you think they're going to be competing for the American? Yes, that's a possibility. Also, though, speaking of Gus Malzahn, even though I brought it up uh, the greatest con job that he's ever done is convincing the country, like the casual college football fans, that he is a great offensive coach. <laughs> I don't know how he managed that, but good for him. Yeah, I mean, I, he could do well this year. I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the any other American schools that are really going to be competitive this year. I think SMU will be pretty competitive this year. And then Houston and then UCF and Cincy. I'd say it's going to be those four teams in the American competing. So I, he has a legit shot to at least compete for it. I think Cincy's going to run away with it this year, but he could compete for it. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to win, but I think he'll compete for it year one. Um, that's it. We've been going at it for an hour 20 now. This is our longest episode by far. Nice. Hell yeah. I didn't even um, drink. In my show, I'm like four beers deep by now. So I'm two beers deep and a rum and Coke. Nice. Halfway through. No, I was uh, trying to keep it coke, professional. Sorry. I was trying to keep it <laughs> We're fucking not. professional. We're not professional. Show. Don't, don't <laughs> next time you come on, don't worry about that. Um, All right, I'll be hammered. Thanks. So <laughs> last thing, we're, we ask this question to every guest. This is tailgate on the quad. What are you bringing to the tailgate? You get one pick. Okay. Is this like a group tailgate where I'm supposed to like bring something and somebody else bring something? Or is it like, it's just like, I got my cooler and I'm going to bring my shit. You got your cooler, but it you'll, sh- you're going to share. Okay. Okay. So it's like, this is for me, but anybody else wants to dig in. That's fine too. Right. Right. Yep. Um, honestly, my Yeti full of Coors Light. 100%. Okay, look, you know what? Coors Light for a 100%. tailgate beer, it's not a bad choice. It's the best choice. 100%. Um, you have to go a light beer. It's a college football tailgate. Uh, I'm not in school anymore, so it's not going to be like a Natty or a Keystone. Um, so it's the classier version. It's coarse. And maybe it's just because it's Texas and it's just hot as balls all the time. You can't drink anything that's not a light beer when you're outside here. It's just <laughs> You need impossible. a beer as cold as the Rockies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm a Coors guy, dude. I'll do I, Miller, but I'm like, oh, come on. But they all pretty much taste the same. It's brand. I'll respect the choice. Yeah. 100% Coors, oh, baby. Also, we had to change it. Initially, it was just, what are you bringing to the tailgate? And then Jared gave us a fucking grocery list. Yeah. So okay. we're, we're changing to one thing. Yeah, so you have one thing. It. It's not. It's, I'm, it's not a table. <laughs> I even if you were like, you can bring as many things as you want. I probably would have had the same answer because my wife hates <laughs> me because she's like, you literally just brought a personal cooler of Coors Light for yourself to this group event, and I'm like, well, that's all I want. Leave me alone. I'll sit in the <laughs> corner with my little personal NASCAR cooler with my Coors Light. Perfect. I love to hear it. Uh, Rattlesnake, tell the people where they can find you and when y'all release podcasts go live. Yeah, so we like to do two episodes a week. Man, it jumps around. We <laughs> we tried to do like Mondays. Sometimes it's Sundays nights. Sometimes it's Tuesdays. Just being honest. We try to do a Monday and like a Wednesday or a Thursday show. So it's usually around those two times in the week. Uh, it's Chairgating on Instagram and Twitter. I'm the guy on Twitter. My co-host Dakota is the one on Instagram. So naturally, Twitter's run way better. And yeah, it's a video and audio podcast and we talk NASCAR and just get drunk and sometimes go off on tangents, kind of like we just did right now. Fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for hopping on Rattlesnake. We appreciate it. I, Kieran, can we dub this the best episode we've done so far? Oh, easily. By far. By far the best. I'm ready. I'm ready to dub it. Best. Pe- best and I'm willing to so come far. back on when all my points are proven right this season. All right, we'll bring you on around the midpoint, see how your points are doing, and then we'll bring you on at the end to double check. And I'll have excuses ready if my points have been wrong, just to prepare you. Oh, of course. That's what I do. I'll have absurd excuses ready. All right, well, um, follow us at Quad Tailgate on both Twitter and Instagram. And have a good – you know, we're going to try and release this tomorrow. I'm going to be firm about when I'm releasing this. Have a good day. I'm going to release this tomorrow morning. I'll get it edited by then. I'm proud of you. 
Nice. Thank you. Usually it's have a good day, afternoon, night, whenever the hell I release this. But no, have a good day. We're you don't get enough tomorrow. respect. Oh, Podcasters, we get shit It's a lot of work. We're just like the characters. We are Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.